Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody welcome back to guild fellows today we are wandering around the beautiful country of castile in the wonderful city of san felipe which almost burned sinead <laughs> to death uh sinead escaped uh with her life through the well i was gonna say unfortunate for you guys very fortunate silver tongue of uh the amazing q uh, we last left off, the four of you are wandering throughout the city. Uh, recently found out that uh, Loriana has pickpocketed the ring from earlier. Uh, you guys remember what it does, of course. Um, it is The evening is yours. Before any other shenanigans uh, start going down, you are free to stay in San Felipe as long as you wish uh, before heading out into the ocean. Um... Yeah, so that's where we are. Does anybody want to do anything to start? Uh, I'm going back to the ship. Okay, Sinead goes back to the ship. Who else is doing what? Uh, I'd like to talk with Loriana. Uh, okay, uh, so yeah, she's there. How the fuck did you do that? Why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> um, well, it was, it was right there and it wasn't difficult. How? Um, so she uh, takes her hand and touches the necklace slightly with the soul of Damon in it. Um, and some water pours out of it and swirls around uh, carefully. It makes some images. It makes some designs. It floats about. Um it swishes over and then lightly uh, brushes uh, Q's hair and then goes back into the necklace. Uh, and she just sort of smiles and says, a bit of them came back with us, I guess. Okay, so we're just going... Hmm. We're going to pocket that information. We're going to deal with that later. Um, <laughs> she... I... Oh, sorry. Uh, continue. Uh, I was just going to say, how do you, like, know where the things are? Um, she says, I don't, but then the 
the little bit of uh, water comes back out again, and it turns into a, a tiny little hand that starts waving at you, and then goes back into the necklace again. Well, that's fascinating, actually. Ar- Arthur would like to join this conversation and <laughs> reveal himself as not a monk. <laughs> I'm assuming everybody recognized Arthur as not a monk. Did Nobody thought he was a monk in the party, right? I mean, unless he was, like, actively disguised his face, so if he's, like, ripping off a fake mustache and glasses, but... Well, I mean, I kept myself, like, pretty decently cowled. Like, I, there's, like... Oh, like, hood. you took off your, your hood? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's how I was stealth around everywhere. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, so you joined the conversation, Arthur? Well, well, that was quite the show, Q. And I see you brought Loriana. Oh, I don't know her name. <laughs> I don't know her name. I just realized that. We're calling her Loriana now, so. All right, well, let me just back that up. Let me just back that up. Well, well, that was quite a show cue. And I see you brought our friend with you. I wondered if there was some mischief afoot. Yes, apparently I was trying to actually get her out of the mischief, but um, our friend here has sticky fingers. Um... Did, did Sinead go back to the ship before or after this conversation? Uh, she has no desire to, to be here anymore, so she just bolted to the ship. <laughs> okay, y'all can catch her up later. <laughs> uh, by the way, the, the demon's a waterbender now. Uh, well, I guess the demon already was, but Loriana. Um, that'll be fun to, <laughs> to prank Sinead with later, I guess. Um, the night seems relatively empty, by the way, so you guys don't have to worry about too many people overhearing you. I will, I will say that. Yeah, I'd assume we were probably making our way back toward the ship as we're walking. Mm-hmm. Or as we're talking. Do you have a question for you? I have an answer, probably. Do you think you could spare me some money so I could buy some actual goddamn clothes? I mean... Well, it depends on, like, what kind of clothes you want to buy. I don't really want to support you buying ugly clothes. <laughs> it's like what you have right now I'm not really doing it well perhaps you should just accompany me to go shopping in the morning perfect that's what I was hoping you would say because you have very nice muscles Arthur I'm not going to lie so I feel like we should work with that oh well I mean, if you say so then, well, yes okay that it's sounds great to me bring me so much joy take you on a shopping <laughs> spree <laughs> Now, in the meantime, what exactly are we going to say to Sinead? Hmm. Well, she... I feel like she has learned her lesson a little bit about uh, wandering off on her own and, uh, you know, messing with black magic and the stalls of uh, foreign lands. But, uh, you know, I think we need to kind of see what she needs be there for her because maybe like maybe maybe we're not doing something right right mm. you know maybe uh maybe she's worried maybe she's angry you know teenage girls they have so many emotions um and we just need to give her some space to figure that thing out and also probably she's probably very scared of death right now uh and even though she has died once probably uh not wanting to do that again so Maybe some good cop, bad cop. Maybe good cop, good cop. Yeah. Probably not both ca- bad cops. This is so good. This parrot energy right now. 
<laughs> Which one is the? I, I guess I'm not gonna ask that. So it's not. It's not my place. But I'll be wondering. <laughs> oh, also, we're calling her Loriana now that we figure out her actual name or her memory comes back. Oh, yeah, well, that's a fine name. And did I see myself a little bit of a water spirit coming out of your necklace, lass? Uh, she gives another mischievous spot, smile, and uh, the water spirit comes back out again. It's it's unclear how much of it she can control and how much of it has a mind of its own, but she seems to have some sort of control over it. Um, the It's unclear exactly what happened, but the necklace is... Uh, uh, but the necklace seems to have uh, contained some power of itself as well. Um, the water comes back out of it again, materializes, and uh, then it turns into a small little hat and then tips itself towards you. <laughs> you should probably keep that under wraps since we're in heretic burning land. <laughs> uh, the water shoots back into the necklace and Loriana says, I understand your point. <laughs> Arthur, Very like, prudent. Arthur like scowls and rolls his eyes, but he's smiling. He's like, "Well, I'm glad you're still with us. Although I do appreciate you can't talk anymore." <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, uh, I'm trying to figure out if it'd be anachronistic for the piece of water to come out and make a middle finger. Um, <laughs> let's say, yeah, it happens. <laughs> that that was a thing, and. Whatever year it is. I think I said 1700 earlier. It might be late 1600s. I haven't really nailed down. I, this really gave me 17th century vibes. Yeah. Um, I so feel like it would be biting its you. thumb. Not necessarily at Arthur, but it does bite its thumb. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what. We'll make it a, a team effort. It turns into a thumb, and then Loriana bites it at Arthur. <laughs> 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 oh, that's great. Uh, so... After a long conversation of how to parent Sinead, you guys find yourself back at the dock. Uh, the sailors have been coming back in pairs. Some of them are, like, arms crossed, like, clearly the relationship, like, the date didn't go well. Some of them were sort of amicable towards each other, like, yeah, yeah. Some of them um, seem to be totally uh, in love with one another. And at least one looks like they tried to elope. <laughs> <laughs> with a Castilian priest. Um, after the Sinead's dating simulator, uh, I guess it worked out really well for a couple of them. Um, as everyone's pouring back into the ship to spend the night there, because it's cheaper than an inn, uh, you notice that the uh, the sight for sore eyes himself, Giuseppo, is leaning against uh, the the edge of the ship as you guys walk up the gangplank. Um, he says, I, I don't suppose you needed to take me with you this time, did you? Uh, did you want to come? He says, well, I mean, not really. I, uh, I just, I wanted you to want me to come. <laughs> the song, like, I want you to want me. <laughs> yeah, just sings all this, by the way. God, oh. I would love a Guildfellows musical episode, like season oh, six of Buffy. Oh, God. Oh, I would love it. <laughs> There's just we'll too many thoughts going through my head right now to formulate an opinion on that. So oh, we're just going to let that one sail by. 
I am a prince and I might start a war. God, my singing voice is really good. All right, continue. (laughs) (laughs) If you wanted to come with us, you could have said something. But we are going shopping tomorrow if you'd like to join us. Uh, he's, he, he looks elated to be wanted again. And he says, absolutely. Um, on that note, we're going to switch over to Sinead. What did Sinead do when she got back to the ship first? Um, she went straight into the, the captain's quarters and locked herself in. Uh, are you sleeping or are you like doing something in there? Uh, she, I mean, yeah, just like laying in bed, just kind of reflecting on the whole situation. Listening to my chemical romance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness just distantly from her cabin's quarters we can hear like <laughs> like muffled where are you where are you so sorry. <laughs> we I cannot went different sleep ways. I cannot eat tonight <laughs> god I was thinking teenagers like they're gonna clean up your looks with all the lies in your pugs to make us sit you know I don't, about? I don't think yeah. that's quite the mood that's going on right now but <laughs> I, and that Funny joke. when I was a young boy, <laughs> I guess when Castillo, like, cuando era un niño. Anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it would be Hoban, that's right. Um, it's going to be amazing when we go to Eisen and I'm just going to speak padre. German and you guys are having like, no <laughs> clue what's going on. A la ciudad. Para ver. I don't know how to say marching band. Is mar- machando? Is that marching? That's not right. That can't be That's right. just marching, isn't it? I don't know. Who knows? Well, anyways, there's a plot here somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, so everyone can hear the distance. <laughs> I'm not going to put that in there. I really wanted to put if find yeah. a way to shoehorn some music, but you can't put it in there unless Sinead is musically talented. Is she? No. No. Ah, okay. No. You guys hear silence from Sinead's cabin. Anyway, back to <laughs> uh, back to the rest of the party. Um, it's been a long day of court procedure and keeping Sinead out of trouble. Here's the big question of the episode. Are Q and Arthur going to discipline Sinead now or tomorrow? I'd like to talk to her now. Uh, Arthur, you coming with? Or you want to space out or do you want to one and the other? Or like you can go first or one of us talk to her today, one of us talk to her tomorrow. If there's anything I've learned from Sinead is that she doesn't want to hear me speak to her in times of crisis, so why don't you start this one off and then we can rendezvous afterward. Perfect, perfect. I feel like when she's calmed down a little bit, then you can do that weird paternal thing that you guys have going on. I don't really, I don't really know what that is. But, uh, yeah, it's beats me. Thing. I've never had a child and skipping right to 15-year-old girl is a bit of a jump in difficulty. Yeah, it's a very interesting thing uh, for you to take upon yourself, so it's, and it's fun. I'm thinking about it. Not like thinking about doing it, but I'm thinking about the, the dynamics here. It's fascinating. I'm glad you're entertained. All right, Q, you're up at bat. You're outside Sinead's door. There's like, is there like, is Sinead, do you have any decorations on the door? Like a skull and crossbones or keep out sign or something? No, nah, just whatever was there. She didn't really change anything. Gotcha. All right, Q. I don't answer. <laughs> My brain is just housing. Housing. <laughs> housing. Oh, God, no. the flashback. Oh, no. Here for a uh, wellness check. 
I am very retired from being oh, no. an RA. You never, it never leaves you, your brain. It never leaves your brain. Don't know us from TU. Three out of four of us were on housing staff at our at our school. So lol. Okay. Um. On the real though, I will attempt to open the door slowly. Is it locked? Yes, it's locked. Ah, <laughs> It's just harder than breaking she your own jail. She doesn't want to talk to anyone right now. <laughs> Sinead. <laughs> oh, fuck. We're not doing anything plot relevant. So um, how 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 dramatic of a bitch is Q? Is the question, and. I don't I know. I mean, you just saved her from burning at the stake. I feel like you can give it a little bit more leverage if you need to. Yeah, I'm going to call out your name. I think again, Sinead. I know you're in there. Fuck it. I'm going to take a dramatic wound. <laughs> oh, I oh cannot believe you're doing this. Oh, wow. I am just going to walk through as I tear a hole through to the other side of the the mark. I can just walk to the mark that's in her her room. If the audience was wondering, I think Q just made herself the bad cop, which is an interesting change of pace. Cool decision. I'm here for it. This is why we need to do a live episode someday so we can do like vote now. Who do you think's the best? Choose your own guild fellows adventure. So are you in my room now? Q is absolutely in your room now. Oi, you can't use your magic to fucking violate my boundaries. What are you doing in here? Okay, well, first of all, I just saved your life. um, And you literally thanked all the good people of Castile. And you did not thank me. So um, I think at the bare minimum, I I can pop in here. Once every now and again, okay? It's not like this is going to be a regular thing. Uh, God, I'm a little lightheaded. Oh, hold on. I'm going to sit down on her bed. Um, Listen, so uh, I know you're feeling a lot of things, but you really do need to talk about it. You can't just sit here. So tell me what the things you're feeling. We have anger at me violating your space. I get that. What else? What else do we have going on? You're not my mother. I don't have to talk to you. I'm not trying to be your mother. I'm just trying to help you as a friend who literally saved you from being burnt at the stake. I'm sorry I didn't apologize to... Or I didn't thank you in front of the crowd. Thank you for doing that, but I don't need your help. Thank you very much. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me, Sinead? I'm actually asking. Are you fucking kidding me? Is this a joke? Because no, it's very I'm not hard to kidding tell you. I, you know, I would rather be alone right now. Would you rather be dead? Would you rather be burnt at the stake? Or would you rather be here brooding? She crosses her arms. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm guessing the answer is she'd rather be here and brooding. Listen, I know what I did was wrong. I know that I shouldn't have done it. I'm not going to do it again. Yeah, I figured that you were almost killed. Like, obviously, you'd just be an idiot if you tried to do that again. I'm not here to tell you what you did was wrong. You very obviously put two and two together. So what are you doing here? I don't... I'm fine. 
I don't think you're fine and I don't really think you should be alone right now. It's a very stressful day and a very harrowing circumstance to have gone through, especially to find yourself in a country or a place that you haven't visited and almost put on death row by some psycho church people. You know, like, this is a lot to process and it is okay to need to process that. So can I do my processing alone? Maybe later. <laughs> you know it's okay to like need people every now and again. Like that's the point of being with other tr people and traveling with them is that you depend on them. So that way when you accidentally or purposefully or whatever get yourself in very dumb situations, they can get you out. I stay silent. Uh, at this point, Q, who I think I said was sitting on Sinead's, the edge of Sinead's bed, I don't know where Sinead is. I assume- Yeah, she was, I, she was curled up on her bed, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm going to sit up crisscross applesauce in silence. You know, I have like an older sister, I can just do this all day. I'm like primed for this exact behavior. I haven't needed anyone before. Really? How was your life before? Were you, was it perfect and you were doing everything you always wanted? Well, if you must know, I was in a family that didn't need me before now. So, when I figured out I could go on my own, that's what I did. And my life's been better ever since then. And how do you feel about that? Does that make you happy? Yes, leaving them made me happy. But being alone, does that make you happy? I can do what I want when I'm alone. You can also get yourself killed. Yes, but no risk, no reward. I think dying over a ring is not exactly the risk worth that reward. Probably not, but... I would have figured it out. I always do. I don't think you would have. That, yeah, sometimes past correlation does not predict future causation. This is what would have happened if you had gone to school instead of running off and been a pirate. You would know these things. I did go to school. Well, you're like 15. You, you don't learn anything until like, you know, like you get further along. Well, that's not my fault, is it? No, we could talk a lot about the class system, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, that's really not where this conversation is going. <laughs> Do you want to be alone your whole life? Well, I don't know. Do I have to figure that out right now? Well, you don't have to figure out everything right now, but like... What I'm saying is... I'm not gonna say like we're family, because I barely know you. I'm only halfway certain I know how old you are, and I'm only halfway certain that I think you're not lying about that. Um, and Arthur has his whole thing, you know, his whole Arthur thing. Uh, and Giuseppe is just there. Uh, and Loriana is a thing now. But I do very much enjoy your company. And I know you said that you were in a family that didn't want you or didn't need you. Um, and I'm not going to try and pry into that because that's for not this conversation. But Arthur and I 
have actually grown pretty fond of you. And the reason why I went up in front of a crowd, in front of an entire inquisition, to put my ass on the line to try and talk you out of the situation you got yourself in, is because I care about you. And I think you have a lot of potential if you could get your head out of your ass and recognize that you can't do everything on your own because frankly you're just not good at everything. But you are good at something, so you really need to like hedge your bets there and don't be afraid to rely on other people. Um, she just kind of looks down for a minute, just kind of uh, swallowing all that. And then she gives you a hug. I hug her back. This is where we cut to, like, Arthur snoring. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Arthur's just been meditating on the deck in his monk robes this entire time. He hasn't been (laughs) hearing the conversation, but he's just kind of chilling. Um, all right. Uh... You, either of you, Sinead or Q, want to do anything else, or uh, are we going to actually switch over to Rob now? (laughs) I stab Sinead in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Also, when Q exits, do they exit through the portal again, or is it it closed now? No, uh, that's, it's like a, I, I can walk to a mark, I can't walk out of a mark. Uh, so you have to use the uh, door. Lame. I also don't want to take another dramatic one. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, uh, how did Q yeah. die? Well, they were half-helped themselves <laughs> parenting Sinead. Honestly, I was older siblinging Sinead. Yeah. Um, that, that's, that's a good assessment. Oh, and uh, on my way out, I'm going to say, oh, I'm just also warning you, Arthur is probably going to have a heart-to-heart with you tomorrow morning, so, like, just be prepared. <laughs> he means well. He's, he's great. He's really trying. It's very, it's very cute to watch you two bicker all the time. It's very entertaining for me. She hides under her blanket. <laughs> uh, okay, so flash cut to Arthur meditating. Uh, you, is there anything you want to do before the morning when... You have to have a heart-to-heart with Sinead and then have Q buy you clothing. This has really become more of a sitcom episode. I mean, This is the character know. development episode. <laughs> it's a role-playing show. We're role-playing. I mean, you know. Um, the only thing else he wants to do is use some spare gauze from, like, the supplies on the ship to, like, wrap and completely hide his hand so it doesn't look, like, super blackened anymore. So instead of a zombie, you look like a leper. Uh, I was thinking like mummy, but yeah. (laughs) That's, yeah, from the, I don't think Egypt exists in 7C, but we'll say it can for this reason. Um, Yeah, absolutely. You can also just have mummies in general. That's true. It's fantasy. That's true. Yeah, completely, uh, regardless of, that would be actually pretty cool. We should have mummies later. Anyway, um, all right, it is done. You uh, have now have a disguised, uh, a very disguised arm. <clears throat> um, you do come across uh, Loriana and Giuseppo speaking quietly to one another in the hallway. Um, you can try and eavesdrop. 
<laughs> or you cannot. It's up to you. Um, hmm. They'll both be pretty mad if they catch you eavesdropping. I... Huh. What's Giuseppe going to do if he catches us eavesdropping? Well, you know, Giuseppe's important, and he's kind, and he's nice, and I, I whatever. I so think he's great. So you keep saying. <laughs> um, he'll, he'll be useful later. Um, no, I don't think I'm going to eavesdrop on them. I think I'm just going to, like, walk up into their conversation. Um, is this in so, the morning now? It, it is, like, almost morning. Like, it's, you meditated for a I picture you meditating for a long time for some reason. Uh, yeah, but no, I fell, I fell has not broken. in there. I fell asleep somewhere in there and then kind of, like, I mean, there's not, if you're doing it right, there's not that big of a difference. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, he's just going to join their conversation and just say, good morning, people. How are we today? Um, they, they both look at you and then Giuseppo, he, he looks like he slept pretty well, but also pretty short. Like he didn't sleep that many hours. Um, and he sort of mumbles like, uh, you know, uh, good morning, Arthur. Um, Loriana, recognizing your voice, uh, smiles and then says, how do you do, Sir Arthur? Very fine, my lady Loriana. We haven't... <laughs> hey, man, if you're going to talk to me in nightly ways, I'm going to talk back. <laughs> okay, here we go. I realize that we haven't spoken properly since you were in the void, lady Loriana. Uh, it's it's just how the Giuseppe and Loriana both say, hey, good morning, and you're like, oh, hey, Loriana. <laughs> Um, well, she said, addressed she, me more directly, and I have more to say to her. So, <laughs> she says, "Yes, it uh, it seems that way." I was just catching uh, our, <laughs> your friend up on our latest adventures. You know, it turns out he's a prince. Uh, yes, I am aware. There's quite a bit of history between us at this point. That reminds me, Giuseppe, would you still like to join me and Q later on to go shopping? Uh, he says, absolutely. Um, Loriana says, I, I can't believe you hadn't introduced us sooner. I, is it true he saved you all from the Isle of Death? Um, well, it didn't, didn't quite happen. So Giuseppe, like, eyeballs you. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, yes. Giuseppe was I- instrumental in saving our lives numerous times. In fact, there was this one time with a... <clears throat> um, giant uh, squid monster that came to the side of the ship and he valiantly uh, fought it away with his princely virtue, um, your <laughs> highness. She, she sort of smiles and, and um, says, wow, uh, I should love to see his princely virtue someday. <clears throat> right. Um, how is Damon doing inside the necklace? Uh, da- Damon um, just sort of like bubbles around. I mean, there's not much left of him, you know? It's just kind of like about 2% of his body, but 100% of his soul. So she says, oh, he, he's been a bit bubbly this morning, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. Uh, well, I... Um I'm not very privy to the emotional bubbliness of water spirits, but he was quite the treat to talk to sometimes. 
Uh, excellent. Um, so, Arthur, you're, uh, it's almost daybreak. People are starting to get up in the morning. Um, are you going to, is there anything you want to do before you go find, knock on Sinead's door? Um, he's not going to knock on Sinead's door, but he is going to wait outside of the deck or outside on the deck, like near the cabin's quarters, like just by the railing. All right. Um, Sinead, are you going to casually walk out <laughs> at any point in time soon? I mean, okay. she's gonna, she's gonna get out at like sunrise to just uh, assume her captainly duties. Cause we're, oh wait, we're not leaving yet. Are we? Um, no, not quite. Uh, okay. So she's gonna, she's still gonna get out. She's still gonna like do like double check stuff around the ship just to make sure we have everything ready to go to, to set sail. Uh, all right. Uh, so, Arthur, uh, you see Sinead standing up uh, somewhere near you on the deck, double-checking knots and whatnot. You hear a whole bunch of, oh, I captain, all around the ship as she's telling them to fix their shoddy workmanship. Uh, personally, you don't see anything different between before and after Sinead got after him, but I guess it's only for the sailors trained eye to know. After the 35th or 36th, I captain. Uh, she starts to come towards you to check the anchor or something. <laughs> Ship oh. parts. <laughs> oh, so she's approaching me? Yeah. Not, I'm, I'm approaching near you. I'm not approaching you. Yeah. She's not walking to you, Arthur, but she's walking to something in your general direction. Because I have to check something that's by you. <laughs> I would rather not walk over to you, but I have to. <laughs> right. So, well, while Sinead's, like, fiddling with, you know, a rope or something, I'll, like, I'm just going to, like, walk up next to her and, like, lean against the railing and not say anything. <laughs> so, Sinead, he was probably, like, 30 feet away or something. Do you see him walk up? Oh, yeah. I, okay. I like, I've secretly had my eye just so I could, uh, just so I could avoid him up until now. Um, but I say, I say, um. I've already done the whole song and dance with Q. You don't need to talk me into having a heart-to-heart or whatever. Sinead, would you like to hear about the time that I was imprisoned? Not particularly. I'm a bit busy, but thank you. I I do. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm only a deity or whatever so whatever because what i want i have been trying to have an earnest you conversation have to, with you you, she's not like gonna open weeks. up to you you have to work for it it's two-way street sinead <laughs> i don't understand tell why, it anyway. if you want to talk to her why you simply wouldn't use blood magic to bamf yourself <laughs> into the same room just tell it anyway Okay, he rolls his eyes and he begins the story anyway. You know, I grew up in a town called Luton. It was the old seat of the capital before Queen Elaine moved her throne. My father was a hunter there, and he taught me how to hunt as well. However, before Elaine moved to capital, she had him sentenced to death for hunting in her forest. So, what was I to do? I stepped, I stepped up to my father's mantle and kept hunting trying to stay out of trouble. One day I was stuck in a young buck in the forest. I followed this animal, days in, days out. For four days I tracked his trail. And where did I end up? 
the end of a forest clearing would smack into a patrol of guards around a nearby town. They had, they had seen me hunting the buck, and the arrows in my quiver and knew I wasn't there, or I wasn't supposed to be there. They had me locked up, and they had me, uh, well, they beat the shit out of me, Sinead. But I realized something interesting after a couple successive beatings. Every morning, my wounds would heal back to normal as long as they didn't break anything on the inside. But nicks, cuts, bruises, they healed. They caught on to this fact and they summoned a local sorcerer who tried to bewitch me and turn me into something foul. And his spells bounced right off of me. Well, word got out from the local garrison and they sent word to the queen. Apparently I was special. Turns out the grail called me to that city to follow that buck, and it was only by the slimmest of margins that I ever made it out of that cell. I'm not mad at you. I'm not gonna scold you. All I'm gonna say is I'm glad you're safe. And to try to stay out of jail. What, so you're, so you're like, invincible or something? It has its limits. The Fae don't really act the way that you want them to. Or expect them to. The Grail's a magical item blessed by them. One of the Fae spirits took a liking to me and gave me a mantle of power from an old knight, way back from the legends of history. It's not something that can be done all the time, but if I'm lucky, minor wounds and magic can occasionally not take effect of me. It's harder now. The spirits played kind to me once, but it's a bit more costly now. And Arthur just kind of looks at his hand. Well, what's a charming story? I know you're glad that I'm safe because if I wasn't, then your sorry ass would be stuck in this country. So uh, if you would, could you go check that note for me? Hi, Captain. Hello everyone, welcome back. It's Wednesday, October 7th. Not when I'm recording this, but the day that you're hearing this, it's Wednesday, October 7th. And that means we have some mineral announcements for you. Let's just, uh, let's get into it. First, and as always, shout out to Will Savino for providing the amazing music for today's episode. I really liked how it turned out. Uh, the link to his Patreon and the song names will be in the episode description. Secondly, we have officially transferred over to Red Circle. Uh, this means a couple of things. We have officially shut down our Patreon and our Red Circle subscriptions are now available. Uh, since we don't have any ads on our episodes currently, the subscriptions only serve as a gateway for exclusive content. Uh, we don't have any up right now since we kind of just found out about it, but we're planning some right now. Uh, it's going to go up fast and furious. Uh, we will let you know as soon as we start posting stuff. We have a lot of ideas, um, so we're going to be posting a lot once we get uh, stuff made. Uh, the link to subscribe is in the episode description. It's super easy to do it. You can do it on your mobile phone, especially if you have Apple Pay. It's super easy. Uh, you can choose to do $1 a week, $5 a month, or $50 a year. And those amounts might change <laughs> if, if we come to a, 
a better better amount for for people but uh yeah right now one dollar a week five dollars a month or fifty dollars a year uh, and there's also a link for one-time donations or recurring donations but um definitely don't feel pressured to do any of that until we actually have something for you there um but if you're if you're so compelled to to subscribe when there's nothing for you or to donate when there's nothing for you um go for it <laughs> we will we'll definitely appreciate it we won't let you down we promise uh you know where you can find us on our socials at guildfellows everywhere throw us a like or a tweet or a post or two or whatever the next episode will be up on october 14th uh yeah we love you all so much have a great rest of your week and i will see you next time bye Cute. You love to see it. Uh, <laughs> what cute. did you say? You love to see it. <laughs> uh, Q, you wake up in uh, the morning. Um, yeah, okay, really quick. Every time I've been hearing Sinead speak so much, I keep wanting to say marining. Because <laughs> the the Irish thing. Anyway. Marining. But the marining. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Uh, so Q, you wake up. Um, you notice that uh, the the decaying flesh <laughs> has your decaying flesh has grown just a teeny weeny bit since uh, the whole travel between worlds thing yesterday with Sinead. Um, but other than that, you feel like a million bucks. Dope. Um, your dramatic wound. I'm gonna say I assume you're good enough at dramatic wounds to where this one's going to heal on its own at the end of the session. Because you didn't like it shot in the arm or something, but it will still be with you. But you don't feel any pain. You don't feel any uh, any sort of uh, lingering aspects of it. Anyway, you have a date to keep. <laughs> I believe. Are you going to go straight through there, or do you want to dilly dally on the way? Um. Wait to Arthur. Yeah. Um, Us. I want to pop by Loriana's room and see if she's interested in coming. All right, you pop by Loriana's room. Um, the door is shut. Come in. I open the door. Um, she is getting ready um, for for the day. She's getting dressed, etc. Um, and she says, "Oh, good to see you, Q. Uh, I just spoke with your friend Giuseppo. Did you know that?" I, I'm sure you do know. I didn't know he saved you guys so many times. He's a real hero. I I only wish I didn't uh I didn't meet him in my pajamas. Ah, uh, uh, he's probably lying about all of that. But you know, <laughs> it, it, he's fine. Uh, she goes. So, what can I do for you today? Uh, I am taking Arthur clothing shopping and I wanted to know if you wanted to come or, you know, you could go do other things. Uh, Sinead is really big on this whole buddy system concept, so I didn't know if you had a buddy. She says, thank you. I would love to come with you. Thank you for the invitation. You'll probably leave in like 15 minutes or so. She goes, great, and she doesn't have a watch but she definitely gets what you're talking about uh yeah, I will... q has time sense yeah <laughs> I don't... like I, exactly you know... 15 minutes with a one minute error a margin of error 
That is incredibly impressive. Um, great. So, flash forward and uh, Q, Loriana, and Arthur are walking down the gangplank in the ship, ready to hit the town. You've got that those two boutiques that you were in uh, the day prior. Um, Giuseppo's running after you, trying to catch up, and the four of you uh, head and in, uh, head into town. Um, it looks to be a pretty normal day. There doesn't seem to be any festivals today, like there was yesterday. Um, there's some smoke going up on the hill, so there's probably some heretic burnings going on. Um, it is not a feast day of any sort, so there's no rituals or anything. And uh, foot traffic is relatively light. Uh, in the calm and the peace of the day, uh, it looks like the, it's going to be clear weather. The skies are clear and the sun is coming up. It's rather it's rather a pretty day, actually. Um, especially good day that none of you guys are dead yet. <clears throat> you familiarize your way with through the town. I'm guessing you guys are going to go to the boutiques from yesterday, Q, or is there a different place you want to go? Arthur, what's the vibe? Well, you're the expert on all this. Um, I will say I'm not looking for courtesans' clothes. I'm looking for something that's going to be practical. Are you suggesting that I wear courtesans' clothes? <laughs> well, well, no. I, and I... <laughs> Frankly, in Avalon, what you'll be wearing regularly would be considered quite gaudy, but that's not... Well, that's because in Avalon no one has any taste. So you want boring. I can do boring. It pains me, but I can do it. Well, use your best judgment is all I'm saying. If you put me in some petticoat where I can't swing around and grab an arrow, we're going to have a problem. All right. Swinging for arrows. I'm going to take him to the boring shop. All right. Um, I was the first shop I went to yesterday was more boring than the other one. That is a fantastic memory you got, Anya. Um, it was. So I I don't remember what I named it. I should have written that down, but it, it was like the clothing shop of Castile or something like that. Um, so yes, yeah, so you find it pretty easily. No signs of the recent struggles in the, in a nearby area from, uh, the arrest or anything. So it, it looks like the city cleans up pretty well after they drag people away to be burnt. Um, the shop is open and the shopkeeper is sit, uh, standing behind the counter looking off into space until you open up the door. Uh, he is delighted to see that Q is back. Hola, senora. I have more business for you. Uh, he he says, well, fantastic. Uh, come in. What, what would you like today? Just browsing, perhaps? Or is there something specific? Um, my friend here needs something practical, but uh, sturdy... We, uh, he doesn't like a lot of frills, but we still want it to look nice. Probably more toward the neutral colors, the blacks that you have, um, than the bright colors. Um, he says, well, and uh, my goodness, we have just the thing. Over here is the neutral colors, not too many frills, uh, very practical, not too gaudy section. Um, we, Amazing. we just marked it off recently. <laughs> yeah, it's probably um, on discount. This will be good for you, Arthur. You can afford it. Oh, I'm buying. <laughs> well... Yeah, you. I don't think Q is worried about affording anything. It, there's. It looks like Arthur's normal clothing, just black, and a little bit more Spanish. We're just with poofier sleeves, I'm guessing. 
yeah, just just slightly poofier sleeves, but it's it looks and that's pretty standard stuff. Um, there's of course all sorts of bright red accessories you can add to it if you wanted some color. Um, but other than that, you got your standard. Uh, you got your linens. You got your black shirts. You got your working pants. You got a little bit of black leather. Um, there's a black leather jacket looking thing up there too. If you want to go for the punk scene. Um, there is also, uh, it looks to be a really poofy black shirt. If you want to do more of the pirate thing, uh, it's whatever your heart desires, or you can have Q decide your outfit for you. Uh, either one. Um, I'm going to let Q, Q make some decisions here for me. So if there's anything that you want to see Arthur in Q. Oh, hey, so time to do the, the character creation screen, Arthur. <laughs> Give me a sec so I can uh, make sure you, I am describing this accurately. If you need to find some images or something, I, I take your oh, time. Oh, I have an image. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so I get him some, some you know, decent uh, black trousers or dark brown. Um, some, like, calf high, some, like, Leather boots, you know, so that way uh, they don't get, like, they can go in high water, you know? Right, right. Um, they fold down so at the top. Um, uh, off-white, kind of grayish top, if uh, possible. And a dark blue or ba- black outer coat. Um, I also give you a red bandana that I tie around your neck. Um <laughs> You basically just look like a more heterosexual seahawk from She-Ra, is what I'm going for. I so. don't. That reference goes over my head, but I I like the fashion choices. You like the fashion choices, yeah. yeah. Arthur's if if you this. if you Google it and look it up, just imagine this that guy, but like way straighter. Wait, what is, is what his, I feel what like Arthur's vibe. Seahawk. Um, but yeah, so it's very pirate esque. Um, you don't have a titty window, uh, like his, uh, character art does. Oh, yeah, P- appreciate it. Yeah, no titty window for Arthur. It's not the vibe. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, like, more pirate-looking than what you usually wear, uh, with the, the red handkerchief has some gold embroidery because you need a pop of color so you don't just look super monochromatic. Mm. That's what Q picks out for you. All right, Arthur kind of checks himself out in the mirror and is just kind of like, yeah, I mean, this is this is a look for sure. He would never have picked this out for himself, but seeing it on him, he like quite fancies it, so he's he's pleased. That looks great. Oh my goodness, that is <laughs> that uh, the triangle cut out in the middle. I'll tell you, that is no. There's no triangle cut out in Arthur's so. though. Oh, there you go, Q. Um... You could buy a thousand of these and still be rich. So I'm guessing you, you use your, uh, your wealth to, to purchase this for Arthur. The shopkeeper is delighted that somebody just came in and bought a bunch of stuff, and uh, you guys are on your way out. Uh, before we continue with the plot in Castile, we got to jump to Sinead and see if she wants to do anything. Because uh, she's still back on the ship. Sinead, what occupies you in this particularly lovely day? Um, not I'm I'm really not doing anything different. Just uh, up keep up keep on the ship. 
Um, it's not damaged or anything, is it? Did we leave it damaged? No, I mean ship is fine. I mean, any damage, residual maintenance has been done by your your crew members. If you guys have been running around Castile, so yeah, I have no desire to step foot back in that country, so I'm gonna stay on the ship. <laughs> Absolutely fair. Okay, uh, in that case, uh, if Shanae doesn't want to do anything else, we can jump over to uh, back here. Uh, <laughs> you, um, you know this Giuseppo eyeballing some items of clothing and he looks at you and says you seem to know a lot about fashion now uh, could you tell me if i should well i want to get something here too as a memento of being here what should i get i feel like you could use an ascot ah brilliant choice he grabs an ascot pays for it with his prince Not money. Not that one. And ties it's ugly. It Get the different one. Uh, okay, he <laughs> buys it. What? Excuse me, but what constitutes a good ascot? Well, it's just the pattern. Uh, it's not that I dislike Paisley, but Paisley has a time and Paisley has a place. I love how he, I mean, you're so right. I also pictured Paisley for Giuseppo. Um, and uh, this one kind of clashes with your skin tone. I think you need something with cooler colors, so that way you don't get that weird. You kind of have a more, like, olive undertone, right? Um, and so this uh, red is really not your color. He is from the very southern tip of, of Italy, so, yeah, that would that would make sense. <laughs> of course it um, would. Q knows their color theory. Um, yeah, same reason <laughs> I never wear yellow. <laughs> yeah, I pick out um, one that uh, is like more black with some golden embellishments on it, and I'll be like, "I'll cover it. Don't worry." Oh, okay. Giuseppe's uh, like, well, "Thank you. That's that's really kind." Um, all dolled up, you guys walk out of the store. You guys look like a million bucks. I mean. You spent okay, not a million bucks, but honestly, you guys all look really great. I'm gonna buy a cool jacket for Sinead too. Uh, oh, sweet. Okay, what's the jacket Aww. look like? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, it's this uh, dark blue. It's kind of a thick canvas. Um, I'm gonna if I can find something that's waterproofed, so it makes sense for her to wear it while she's captaining on the ship. And it has these, like, triangular sort of designs along the bottom and, like, the edges um, that have these interesting geometrical, geometric patterns. Um, And, yeah, yeah, I think that's that's most of it. It's just, it's a dark kind of denim-ish color with these bright red embellishments along the edges. I love it. (laughs) Um, All right you you get that as well this shopkeeper is like rolling in it right now he he looks really excited really happy um a, a young lass runs into the room from uh from upstairs um and the uh the man picks her up and hugs her and says uh talks about how much better their lives are going to be now that they're a little bit <laughs> financially ahead for the month and you guys are back in the city of San Felipe. 
You do notice something a little odd, though. For a particularly quiet day with not a lot going on except for the usual heretic burnings, there seems to be a lot of extra soldiers running around. Um, not the ones who go overseas, like the ones who belong with the Spanish Inquisition. It looks like Castile has been getting increasingly militant lately, and you can't quite tell why. Uh, there's still more civilians than people with guns and swords, of course, but it looks like the ratio is getting more even. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, um, of course, you can do anything else you want in town. Look for some rumors, go to a tavern, um, try and find some more mischief, or you can head back out the sea for another uh, little ways of trying not to drown. <laughs> Do we have any more business here? Like, we're, So we stopped here to resupply before we go back to Vodachi, right? To settle the Giuseppe plotline? Or to, like, re-engage that? So, um, I guess Arthur's gonna ask, just kind of out loud to the party, um, do you think that we should stay here much longer? It seems like there's plenty of men with armed weapons around. Yeah, it seems like something is happening politically that maybe we don't want to be a part of um i say maybe we just set sail tomorrow check with Sinead but uh i might hang around and see if we can figure out a little bit of what's going on just for the rest of the day all right so it is uh your last night in san felipe q you notice that as the night as the day turns into night and Arthur and Sinead and Giuseppe, did, are, is Loriana with you in the city or did you send her back with the rest of the crew? Uh, she's still with us. I would have wanted her to stay. Okay. Or she wanted to leave. Um, now, Loriana is always down for adventure. So um, you have the option of you can go into a tavern and see if you can talk with the barkeep. You can... Uh, Going to the, uh, going to the barracks and speak with a soldier, or see if you can find the captain again. Uh, you of course can go to the church, see what you can find there, um, or you can um, give me another option if you think there's something else you'd like to do. But those would be my suggestions for this town. You've seen enough of it because you walked from one end to the other while Sinead was <laughs> uh, getting carted away. Um, and those are some good options if you're trying to figure out what's going on in this city before you leave. Um, my first thought would be to try and find the captain. All right. So you are going to make your way to the middle of the city and, uh, stop by the barracks. The barracks are very large. They look like they've been recently expanded. So, um, the part that you're in, like closer to the entrance is made of stone and high quality wood, etc. It looks like it's been built there for a while. Um, but out towards the wings of this building, they look like they've been built more recently. So they're kind of shoddier craftsmanship. The door is uh, unlocked. It's uh, usually people aren't dying to go in to hang out with uh, these these people, especially considering if they catch you doing something against uh, the teachings, <laughs> they will burn you. And so you are standing. Uh, outside the door do you go in uh yeah are y'all still with me um arthur yeah i'm Um, still with you okay cool yeah i will uh attempt to enter um you enter in and you see 
a room full of soldiers uh, taking care of their equipment. Um, it looks to be about the size, kind of reminds you of the ship, to be honest. It's, uh, it looks like the quarters where everybody sleeps just on the ship. Um, down the long hallway in the center of the building, um, it look, looks like there's a bunch of doors, etc. if you wanted to go down that way. Uh, if you wanted to speak to a common soldier, you would do so in this uh, first area. Uh, yeah, I'd like to ask where I find the captain. Um, you go to the closest soldier. Uh, she stands up and uh, says, the captain of this guard is uh, down the hallway, third door on your right. Uh, may I ask if it's an emergency? Oh, no, not at all. Uh, she she says, okay, well, if you need anything, let us know. Sure. Um, okay, so Q, I guess you follow those instructions, and you are outside the captain's door. I will knock politely. I'll just keep in theme for this episode. <laughs> the At eye level with you, there is a... So, you know how Q is like 5'11 and a half or whatever? I think 5'11 and three quarters, but yeah. 3'11 and three quarters. Uh, mm-hmm. There is a slot that is like a quarter inch above your eyes. Like it's really made for people who are six feet tall. And then... Tragic. The, sl- the slot slides open, and uh, you're looking at the unmistakably beautiful eyes of the captain of the guard. Uh, he looks you up and down and says, uh, state your business. I just want to talk. He says, if it's about you and me, I I don't believe this is the time. No, you have time. I'm going to open the door. It's I mean, it's locked. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Um, he says, I, what, if we're going to discuss things, then I, can we not bring your friends in here? Oh my God. This isn't about, this isn't about that. Just open the door. Come on. We don't have all day. Uh, You don't have all day. Okay. He, he kind of reluctantly opens the door. Um, this is very obviously not something he does often, but you really schmoozed the guy not too long ago. So, um, he opens the door for you or you did. I think you burned a hero point for that, so I mean, yeah, makes sense. Um, no, not for the virtue thing. That's just they only have to treat me friendly for one scene. Oh, really? Oh, man. Yeah. Well, he still you still charmed him, so he you left a good impression. He opens the door for you. Yeah, I, I gesture all my friends inside. Okay, so uh, close the door behind me. So we're planning on leaving the city tomorrow, what with, you know, our friend having almost been executed and whatnot. Um, Just wondering, kind of curious about all of the guards in the city, if anything interesting is going on that we should know about. He says, oh, I wish. It's a really dull life. Um, Nothing interesting is going on at all, I'm afraid. Is there like an equivalent of an insight check in this game? Uh, notice? Yes, it's called Empathy. Empathy? Oh, um, am I good at well, that? Well, if you... This... I would say this... So, this particular thing would be Empathy. Um, we don't use it too often, because I think Notice is more applicable. I think this is where you use that. Okay. What am I doing with Empathy to try and figure uh, out his... The truthfulness? Uh, yes. Let me... I also do want to say that I decided not to become enamored with him for the hero point. So that. Uh, okay, gotcha. 
Um, but I also would like to know. Um, I did get a hero point for turning the tide of violence with Charm and Flare last session, yes? Absolutely. I mean, it wasn't quite violence. That. I mean, well, I'll get, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was absolutely violence. I was going to be burning the stake. <laughs> well, what's not violent about that? I, yeah, it's true. I guess I would have given this a PG-13 rating. You get a hero point for that. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so empathy is when those. you want to tell if someone's being genuine, um, whether they're Which afraid or nervous or angry. So um, basically, it's just a polygraph test. Um, so yeah, you uh, can you roll? Let's go with wits plus empathy. Wits plus empathy, and this is the first roll, and I'm dramatically wounded. <laughs> oh, you are. That's true. <laughs> you do get two bonus dice. I get two. Well, no, one for Drac Rule and did one because it's the first time you've rolled empathy this session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Want to tell me so, the state? Here's what's going to happen. If you roll a zero, you're going to be convinced that he's telling the truth. Like, uh, the cue is just like, oh, my goodness, you're so right. Like, you, you will have zero reason to think uh, that he's lying. If you can roll at least a one, you will totally be able to tell something's off but here's the problem you're going to pick up on the wrong thing um he's gonna you're gonna you he's going to give you like accidentally give you a signal and lead you down on the wrong path about this um if you can give me a second raise then you will be able to tell that he's lying but you can't get anything else out of him if you can give me a third raise um then you will absolutely be able to uh pick out sort of what's going on just from the way he answers um of course you can bank any races that you get as well okay well i got four raises what i rolled yeah, a 10 the... on one and i so uh, the dice exploded God, i really need to start creating these remembering i'm it's because i never roll dice because i'm not playing i forget about the exploding 10 rule <laughs> uh, okay um so i guess you bank the fourth one um, he's like, uh, <clears throat> yes, nothing going on at all whatsoever. Totally nothing going on with this guard or the Inquisition. Is that sarcasm? Yes. That also sounded like sarcasm. <laughs> no. Um, I'm going to just stare him down a little bit. Kind of lean over the desk, elbows on the desk, and say, so it's very boring being a guard. Except for the thing about the coup. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.